0: Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes, hey everyone, welcome to Pardon the Intermission. I'm Eric. And I'm Jason. And we hope you're all doing well out there.
1: We yeah. We have, have a great show here for you today. We do. It's going to be hard to top the last show we had where we talked about uh, <laughs> the recap of episode six of Star Trek Picard season three, and then we got into that Victoria Alonzo mush that was going on. <laughs> I mean, that was a great show. That was so. a great show. And guess
0: what? I got another but- surprise for you. What is it? No, I'm just teasing. I don't. God dang you! <laughs> well, I do have kind of a surprise here. Hey,
1: um, guess yeah. what they're,
0: they're guess what they're going to remake? What movie they're going to remake?
1: Uh,
0: Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure? No. Oh
1: my God! Please say. Uh, I think they're going to remake. Uh, let me guess. Is it an Alfred Hitchcock film?
0: Possibly. You're on the right track. Does it have Jimmy Stewart in it? Uh, yes, it does. I think I know which one it is. What is it? Vertigo. That's it. Ding, 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 ding. Oh. Let's see what we got. It. Oh no. no, wait. Hit the other. No, wait. I don't. I don't have a good one. I should have a cheer one. Sorry. No, no. Well, for in this yeah. case. Oh. Yay! Whoa. Woo awesome, Jason. I don't know. I, I need to put a cheer sound effect in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. I yes, didn't have do. it anyway. That's yes, all right. they are going to remake Vertigo. Well, they're talking oh, about it, right? It's not man. a done deal yet, is it?
1: No, it's not a done deal. So, so th- this story came from what? Entertainment Weekly came from Entertainment Weekly, which is a fairly credible uh, entertainment news source. And so apparently Robert Downey Jr. of Tony Stark Iron Man fame has been attached to this. Yes. and uh, So if
0: you guys remember now, um, Vertigo originally starred, like I said, Jimmy Stewart, Kim Novak. It was an Alfred Hitchcock production. It's actually seen as one of the... uh, probably one of the most perfect thrillers it is one ever of the made.
1: films ever made it also stars Barbara Bel for those of you who watch the popular TV series Dallas you know Barbara mm. Bel was in Dallas but she was in Vertigo as well she played Jimmy Stewart's love interest one of his love interests <laughs> one of them and she uh, loved him not the other way around it was released in 1958 right a long time ago
0: yeah mm-hmm. so they so they're actually trying to kind of redo it here it says uh, the, the uh, what is it the creator of Peaky Blinders Peaky uh, Blinders Stephen yeah he's attached to write the script it says Um, and I guess that it's funny because Downey Robert Downey and his wife Susan Downey they're
1: on board to produce yeah so um, that's very interesting and then Downey would be cast as the Jimmy Stewart uh, part his the character's name was Scotty uh, the detective Uh, I forgot the character's name entirely but I think he would also play the Jimmy Stewart role wouldn't he
0: yeah yeah he would he would play that role they don't have anybody yet they haven't mentioned anybody who would play the uh, the female right lead in it um, you know, what,
1: what are
0: your, uh, yes, yeah, it says here 65 years ago. That's crazy. It was wow. really 65 years ago. Right. Um, I've watched this recently. This, yes. this movie is amazing and it still holds up definitely today. Absolutely. It, it is one of the best. Absolutely. Uh, made. What, what do you think about them remaking? This? I do not like this idea.
1: I know I love really? Robert Downey jr, but I do not like this idea. Um, uh, Eric, and here's why. Okay. First and foremost, Alfred Hitchcock is one of the main reasons why I became such a aficionado and lover of movies. Mm. One of the greatest storytellers that we have Mm. ever seen in modern cinema. He made modern suspense, what it is today. He also is really responsible for special effects being utilized the way they are today. Mm. And keep in mind, he was back in the day of rotoscope technology and multi-camera lenses and camera angles. He, he really, I think, Alfred Hitchcock, I still think, doesn't get his just due for the influence that he had on Hollywood, just in the way he made movies and the way he told stories. But the reason why I don't like this is because um, there are just some movies that should not be remade. Yeah, They still stand alone. And this is one of those movies. And also, I remember seeing a remake of Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho several years ago. Oh yeah, that yeah. was directed by Gus Van Sant, and it starred Vince Vaughn in the Tony Perkins role of Norman Bates. And it also had uh, the recently uh, rest in peace Anne Hesh. Anne Hesh was also mm, in that. She played the wow. Janet Lee role. And that was just such a terrible remake. And that is exactly what I'm envisioning here. Now, that leads to my next point. If anyone can pull it off here it's Robert Downey Jr., because Robert is a very talented creative actor, yes, who appreciates movies as much as anybody else does, but still Eric, I mean, this is just one of those films that should not be touched it's in the library of congress's uh, it's in the Library of Congress's film catalog in the National Film Registry as being one of the most influential movies ever made uh, that um, pioneers um, What's their slogan again for that National Film Registry for films that have a certain aesthetic, cultural and societal value in not just America, but around the world. Wow. And so this is, again, one of the greatest movies ever made. And it is clear or as close to perfect of a script as you can get. I just don't think it should be remade. I am myself, I say, hands off, leave it alone. It's still great. It still stands alone as it is. Don't touch it. Well,
0: I'm I'm definitely on the same uh, "do not remake this film" train as thank you, you, you are. Because
1: <laughs> thank you.
0: I agree with you. Listen, here here's the deal. I wonder. You know what I was just thinking when you're saying that is, yeah. can we? Uh, I wonder if we can write our Congress people and if they can come out with a, a law that says you cannot remake these certain films and put certain films on that list. Right? And if you do, you will go away forever and never be seen
1: again. You will be bludgeoned to death by dull rocks. <laughs> well, in I the wasn't gonna. Have, I mean, Canada. you know, <laughs> just. just Put them away forever. You don't have to, <laughs> right, you know, right, the rocks, right, right. You to keep the rocks right. out of it. But uh, no, I,
0: here's the deal. Is I, I think you're right. I think Robert Downey Jr. is a very talented actor. I mean, I have no I, I have no um, issue with him being able to do this role, but yeah. I just have issue with this role being replayed. I mean, I, I think, like you said, there are certain movies that should not be touched. Exactly. Now, I think it can be an, a, a movie that is inspired by mm-hmm. this, which, you know, in this article here, it even mentions, it says, uh, mm-hmm. it's talking about Verbales, uh, Vertigo has influenced, uh, I'll just read a little bit, mm-hmm. influenced and inspired countless films, including Brian De Palma's Obsession, mm-hmm. uh, Body Double, mm-hmm. David Lynch's Mulholland Drive. Sneaky good movie. Yeah, and uh, the most recently, Park Chan uh, Wook, Wooks, is that how you say his name? I think so, yeah. The decision to Leave. I have not seen that movie, I don't know, but I have seen yeah. the others. And uh, yeah, I mean, it can be an inspired by movie, but I, you know, to redo a classic like this, I think is a huge mistake. And I'm afraid it's just showing more and more Mm -hmm. um, how... Well, I don't want to say no talent, but I mean just how idea, I guess, fatigued, or what do you want to say, deprived Hollywood has become. They just have no more ideas. It doesn't have to be anything fresh. You're never going to see anything necessarily new under the sun. right? But I think you can put these ideas in a way, just like you said, and inspired by film and do something different. Why not do an inspired by and have a female... Lead as far as the inspector, okay, and a male lead, change it up, you know, but call it something else, it doesn't have to be vertigo, Mm -hmm. call it something else, do and do a script with that, yeah. Um, I mean, why does it have to be like the exact same? And you know, people are gonna it's the comparison all the time, and this and that, yep. I don't know, maybe, maybe there's been enough time, maybe there'll be enough new audience where they see this one and they think this is the original, right? You know, I don't know. But right. I do agree with you. I think this is a mistake. It's a mistake.
1: And see, my, actually, my, great, my single greatest fear in this, if, if this remake is going to happen, Eric, my single greatest fear is that they, because, because, the, because Vertigo contains so many unique, special photographic and camera lens effects, my greatest fear is that they're going to try and duplicate those exact same effects using computer technology. Mm. And I'm sorry, you can't do that and still make this particular film they want to make meaningful. Um, Again, it's just one of those unique films that has a certain indelible footprint left on us. And much like was because Psycho is one of my favorite movies of all time as well. And when I saw the remake of Psycho, I practically puked in a bucket. Really? Because they basically Gus Van Sant, who also directed Goodwill Hunting, which is a good movie, basically tried to reinvent the wheel with Psycho. Mm. He went back and retold the same story, which you had to do, but he tried to remake Alfred Hitchcock's effects with modern-day technology. And that, to me, and aside from just having a stale storyline and Vince Vaughn really didn't do a good job as Norman Bates, I'm just like, see, this is why you don't do remakes. Well, see, and, and you know,
0: a good example of what I was just talking about as far as you know, I maybe do a, the, the whole character swap and stuff would be, to yeah. me, when you're talking about Psycho, yeah. I just pictured Misery. Okay. Misery is kind of, a, in a way, I mean, you know, even though. She did, She probably would have killed him. I don't think she didn't kill him, but no. but I mean, but it, really, it's kind of it's kind of a way where you can kind of switch the roles, tell a little bit of a different story. It's not the exact same, sure, but you sure. know, really, you know, th- those two movies have a lot of similar qualities, right? They they do, yeah. And, um, but yeah, I did not watch the remake of Psycho, don't. Um, and I and I guess I won't. No. But for those of you, okay, so Vertigo, basically, this, uh, uh it was he, did, he was a private detective or was he a police inspector? It was he, a private detective. Right? He was a former police officer. Op- Former police detective who was became private detective. Private detective, yeah. yeah, and so he's basically following this this lady around, and I of course vertigo means what it is. He has yeah. this real bad case of vertigo, mm-hmm. and so I mean when when they watch it, he's climbing that one tower, yeah, um, and the way that. Uh, 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 what's his face? film that thing, Hitchcock. Uh, Hitchcock. Sorry, what's his face? Terrible.
1: Alfred Hitchcock. I,
0: I'm. I'm. It's funny because when I'm when I'm talking right now, I'm just envisioning the whole thing. That's right. why I'm just kind of blanking. I'm just like getting lost in the mm-hmm. visuals of this. It. I mean, the way he shot that, and for back then in 1958, mm-hmm. to be able to pull that kind of uh, suspense, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to have that translate onto film is just amazing. It is
1: totally amazing. And as much as the suspense is in the story, the suspense is also in the special effects as well. And this movie has had some of the most famous special effects ever made that have been seen countless times. Like, for example, there's a scene where he's in bed one night, Jimmy Stewart's character Scotty's in bed, having a nightmare about Kim Novak's character throwing herself off of a uh, bell tower in a mission in um, central California coast, That you see his face kind of tilting on the movie screen, and there's like a little pinwheel or a spin wheel photo imposed behind him, and the colors, the bright colors, are just changing. That's rotoscoping technology. Mm. That was digital CGI back in the day. That is one of the most famous visual effects scenes ever made in any movie, still to this day. Yeah. You know, and there's also the the famous scene where he is on top of that tower there of that mission yeah. um, in Central California trying to save Kim Novak. And when you see him look down the stairs from his vantage point, you see the steps just kind of go longer and longer and longer oh, and yeah, longer. Yeah, yeah. That's called spatial depth camera effects. I learned this on the Universal Studios tour, by ah. the way, <laughs> where, where Hitchcock would literally extend the lens and shorten the... Um, he would extend the lens and he would shorten the view width of the lens to make mm, it seem like... Interesting. It was... There was like the ground was just never ending and it, it puts you... It
0: looked like it was growing. It just kept going yes. and going and going. His yeah.
1: effects put you in the actor's shoes made you feel what the actor was feeling. And that's why this film is so powerful, too.
0: Well, and that's it. I mean, and and you kind of think, you know, how are they going to try to... I mean, they're probably not going to, of course, do the... They can't do the same effects that he did. I mean, that would be just straight out copying. But at the same time, it's like, how are they going to pull this off? You know, I mean, I don't know. They they might be able to in modern day. But like you say, that's what makes that movie... So impressional, so unbelievable, yes. so unreproducible. Un- right, right really. exactly.
1: And I uh, and folks, please pardon my pessimism, but you know what? I'm going to be a pessimist until if this remake is made and I decide to go see it, I'll have to be an ultimate judge for that. But at least right now, I'm not in favor of them doing this. Leave the original alone. It is as it is. It's great. It's excellent. Don't touch it. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, they they could always
0: change. They could always change the story, swap it around, do something inspired by. But uh, don't reproduce it. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, um, you also had another uh, fun story here. Uh, yeah. about a possible comeback. Yes, um, by
1: who? And it's not by. Uh, uh, it's it's not by Jimmy Stewart. I can tell you that. <laughs> God rest his soul. Yeah. <laughs> or Alfred Hitchcock. I was say, what, what was that yeah. one? Uh, what
0: was that one rapper? Uh, uh, Mama's gonna knock you out. Oh. I want a comeback. I've been here for years. It's not yeah, a comeback. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, I remember
1: that. I don't remember the artist, but yeah. LL Cool J. LL Cool J. Sorry, dun, dun. call back there. To our- yeah, right. You hearken back to the days. To our younger days. Right? So, yeah, this story that Eric is talking about, I found on comicbook.com, is about possibly the return of Blockbuster Video. Interesting. Yes, very interesting. Another thing I loved about being a movie fan was that I could walk into a Blockbuster Video and actually peruse all the different movies they had on display. Mm. So for those of you younger younger fans who are listening to us, Back in the day, we actually, before the days of Netflix and before Roku, you got to do it in the voice.
0: Before the days,
1: before the days (laughs) when I was a youngster,
0: and I was a young, an old
1: youngster, (laughs) we actually went into places called video stores and
0: get off my lawn and right, (laughs) hey man,
1: you're ruining my mojo here. Go ahead, Uh, So, yeah, you you would walk into a video store Mm -hmm. and you would actually see video cassettes. And you could pluck them off the shelf, and you could read a synopsis of the film, and you could decide for yourself if you wanted to watch this Schwarzenegger movie or you wanted to watch this Stallone movie. You could rent two or three or sometimes four at a time, and while you were standing in line, you could also get some microwavable popcorn and some candy to take home with you. So this article is alluding to the fact that Blockbuster Video, which was the most popular home video rental chain at the time – uh, declared for bankruptcy way back in uh, 2010. And by 2014, most if not all of their stores were completely shut down. But it could be making a comeback in the form hmm. of a website. Interesting. So Blockbuster... Tr- and actually, Blockbuster did this before their bankruptcy, Eric, where right when Netflix emerged... And Netflix originally came on as a direct mail-to-home um, rental service. Yeah, Blockbuster tried to do their own version of mail-to-home uh, movies, but to no avail. They just caught on at a time when Netflix was really hot, and everybody didn't like it. And so Blockbuster, that eventually was partly what led led to their demise. But apparently, there is a website. That they're thinking of um, creating that would allow people to go on the website and either stream movies or they could even rent movies. And as I Hmm. scroll down here. So you're talking about they they would, so it would actually be kind of like Netflix used to be then,
0: where you could just uh, DVD it, not streaming it, right? Yes,
1: yes, exactly. And one of the reasons why this is, I found it so interesting, is that this was spawned partially by a documentary film on Netflix called The Last Blockbuster, which. There's one blockbuster video store left, and it's in the town of Bend, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And so that that documentary became so popular on Netflix that it just naturally spawned kind of a little movement to bring some good old-fashioned video nostalgia back into the American lexicon. Or not lexicon, but the American um, or pop Americana. And so this website, uh, again, would be where you can go and... Uh, rent movies and uh, just it kind of basically just choose what movies you want to watch. But rather than physically being in the store, you could do it the old fashioned way, just, you know, behind your computer.
0: This is an interesting idea. Um, I think unfortunately it's not going to work. I I think, I think it's, it's past its time, you know um, you're right. I mean, you know, for the, like, like we did say, you know, for those younger out there um, that don't know, you know, this is what you would do on a Friday, Saturday night. Um, a lot of times, you know, you, that's how you, you date. I mean, when you went on a date, a lot yeah. of times you didn't yeah. necessarily, if you weren't going to go to the movies, yeah. you would go into these places and they had, they did have uh, VHS and then they went to DVD after a while, but they did, but yeah, you'd go in there and you would, uh, you would rent, rent the movie. It's funny because I can talk, uh, we we can go way, way back. When these things used to be, before Blockbuster and and the corporate type of rental places came in, it was all mom and pop video stores. Premiere
1: video here in Fresno a long time ago.
0: And they would would be, uh, when you're talking about uh, VHS cassettes, and it's funny, you'd go in there, when there there would be a new release, you would have people that would be fighting over, because they would only have like one or two copies. You wouldn't have a whole bunch of copies. Yep. The the bigger stores, the bigger mom and pops would maybe have, uh, you know, maybe four or five. Six copies of the movie, and then right. you call. Hey, do you got it in? You got the movie? Hold it. I'll be right down. I'm gonna go pick it up. Right? right. Can you put it on hold for Can me? Put please? it on hold. Yeah. Yes. And you and they say, okay, I'll hold
1: it for like thirty minutes. And you'd <laughs> right. have to fly down there in your car, go get it. You know. Right. And you were hauling butt. You were yeah. running red lights and driving and, through stop signs.
0: You know. Yep. And but it, but it, it was a time that you know for us. I mean, growing up in that, that that's kind of our golden, you know, youth where right. that's yeah. what we did. And I do see yeah. the nostalgia of this blockbuster thing. You know, because they and they also did a uh, a, a comedy show, right? Blockbuster uh, video, and mm-hmm. I watched a couple episodes. It was okay. It was kind of like watching Superstore. Yeah, you know, it was kind of the same, <laughs> I've the seen same Superstore. Yeah, the, is that same, the one with Dane Cook. The same comedy. No, Superstore. No, that was the that's the one. Oh, who's played in that? Uh, Fiara. Uh, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. her name? Fiara America. Fiara America. Yeah, yeah. America Ferrera. America Ferrera. Sorry, I yeah. I messed up her name. Sorry, that's and all right. then uh, I can't remember the guy too. The guy was in Mad Men, but anyway. Yeah, the actor. Um, but um, it's it's kind of like watch it. But it it was okay. But anyway, so the, this part is already I think kind of gone. I, I think the idea is kind of n- nostalgic, but I don't mm-hmm. know if okay. it really is going to be able to take off. You know, I think that yeah. that's what that's what keeps that one blockbuster going okay. is that because it's the only one. It's so popular now, mm-hmm. people go to see it specifically. They go to Oregon to see this yeah. Yeah, store, mm-hmm. you know. But as far as it being you know blockbuster <laughs> taking off again. Mm, I don't know. Okay. And, I still desperately wanted to have it happen too. <laughs> because it's not the same. You know, when right. you go in and you would walk in there and you see all those racks of movies and you'd be walking with your, you know, girl, guy, whoever, right. your kids, right. you know, and then let, let's pick out a movie. Okay. Everybody, you know, if you had a family and there were four or five, right. Okay. Everybody get your movie, go pick right. out a movie and every, and each one would go pick out their movie they wanted to watch, you know, but the, the, the male thing or the, I don't know, you know, through the mail, I don't know. I don't think that's going to quite have the okay. same connection.
1: It, it, it may not, but I just... Will I, you try it if, it if it does come out? Are you going to do it? I will peruse and see what it's like before I commit to it. Okay. Let me just say that. But let me also add that most of my DVD collection, which was massive at one point was due in large part to Blockbuster. Remember those mm. those discounted movie racks that they would have the rolling racks selling. in the middle? Yeah, they would sell their movies that either just they had too much bucks. stock of and yeah. they weren't being Well, that's what anymore. happened. The corporate and stores so, came
0: in and when they had a new release all mm-hmm. of a sudden they got 20, 30 copies, right? Because right, exactly. they're a corporate store and they can afford to get all these and then yeah. they end up with 20 or 30 copies in, in the next few months of these movies right, that right. nobody's renting. So they got to they yeah. move the product yeah. out, right?
1: Yeah, so my, most of my home video, home movie collection was due in large part To Blockbuster, so Mm, did you? And you? Do you regret getting rid of some of those? uh, No, because I got rid of the movie. I sold the movies that I either don't watch anymore, or that I'm I'm not nostalgic about watching on Mm. disc anymore. So uh, would
0: you just buy like? Would you just kind of if it was there? Would you just buy it? You know, if it's like oh, weekend at Bernie's, then you're kind of like, well, I don't know. know." After a while, you're like, I'm not really gonna watch it again. And you you mean what was it that was it just the impulse of it? Just the impulse of
1: it partially. Yeah. yeah. But I mean if there was one well, like for example, the Godfather trilogy, I bought it on disc, no doubt. In my mind, had to have it on disc. Yeah. And I have it on DVD still, not Blu-ray, folks. And I still watch the Godfather trilogy on disc cuz I'm just like that. Interesting. Yeah, so so that was partially, you know, my my reason, but I would also I mean, I would find some really great movies I would find movies that I just purely enjoyed that were pure crap cons- or considered crap by a lot of mm. the critics you know like for example um, let's see what movie is the one that cr- oh Armageddon Bruce Willis and Ben <laughs> Affleck I'll admit <laughs> to owning wanna that don't want to
0: close my right. eyes right. I don't right. want to fall asleep it, exactly Aerosmith. hey Harry.
1: That's a movie that's really awful, I'll admit I owned that on disc before I sold it, so at any but rate. but okay, but yeah that did, but
0: you did get rid of that though right I, I did yes. okay, I'll keep you on a we'll keep you on the yeah, show then mad mad
1: monks audience yeah don't the don't leave them too many
0: messages on <laughs> don't don't leave too many on Facebook here about right, no, but right. here oh, but here I will say this though, I think that era has passed i but I do think that there's a new yeah. era kind of brewing. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it before, which, you know, for me, it's it's like I said, I have an older TV that does 3D and yep. we've recently gone and you can go to the used oh, uh, yeah. DVD store yeah. and find a lot of 3D movies for super cheap. Oh, I know. yeah, And uh, and it's kind of cool watching those. And it is fun. I mean, I go there with with my family, my Mm -hmm. wife and my daughter. And I'll tell you what, it is still kind of fun to go through the used DVD section and look for movies and look for those gems in Mm -hmm. there. So I I think there is – it's not completely dead. I don't know if Blockbuster's model is going to do it. But I think the used DVD, CD stores – I think there's breeding a little bit of life because okay, I think, too, good. the other thing real quick, I'll just say that before we go move on. I think that people are tired of paying all this money for the streaming. Sure. I think people are tired of paying money for like r- constantly paying money. For movies, like, you know, you go to Amazon and you buy it, and then you got to go over to another service, and it's like, well, okay, do I got to, you know, pay for the streaming or I'll buy it over here? I lost it. I don't know. Where- I think what people like is they like the <clears throat> physical copy. Yeah. And if they can go for a couple of bucks and buy the same movie, physical copy, if you still have a DVD player that works, mm-hmm. which most people do, they have an Xbox or, you know, PlayStation yep. or something. PlayStation, yeah. Um you know, they can still get a lot of value out of that, and yep. I think and that 's why i haven 't gotten rid of it i don't have a lot of dVD movies and like like i I own like you said, I own a lot that are just special to me, mm-hmm. even though i don 't watch them yeah. you know um but uh all the time, but yeah I, I think there's still value in that there's still value in that owning the physical copy I think it's yeah. going to make slowly make its way back i don 't know if the dvd's that type of store. Rental store is going to be able to take off again, but I do think it's going to slowly make it. Now, if that does get bigger, Mm -hmm. maybe then that blockbuster model will do good because people will go back to renting the physical Hmm. instead of, you know, because they're tired of the streaming, having to pay for all these streaming services.
1: Yeah. Yeah, It makes sense. You know, go and buy your 10 favorite movies for less than $10 and you can pop them in your player whenever you want and do not have to worry about paying a fee to watch them.
0: Yeah. Hey, um, Okay, so next story here. Yeah, interesting, fun one. Um, yes. I didn't know this was happening.. Huh. Um, but I guess it is. right? Yeah, it, it's apparently, yeah, it is. So cool. what do we got? Don't say it three times, Just say it once. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Yay. Two Dose. Beetlejuice dose. Beetlejuice <laughs> dose. Yes. I like it. So guess what? Uh, they're, I guess they are in talks here to mm-hmm. do it, right? Yes. This is, is happening it looks like right
1: yeah beetlejuice 2 is reportedly in the works with the original cast returning as most well most. we don't we don't know about uh, one Right. We don't know about. Well, Michael Keaton's returning in the whimsical titular role of Beetlejuice, I'm pretty sure.
0: Michael Keaton's returning. Winona yep. Rider's returning. Yes. The uh, brand new star of Wednesday, Jenna Ortega and Scream, mm-hmm. will be playing <coughs> yep. uh, Winona Rider's daughter. Yep. In this. So I guess now maybe Beetlejuice will be <coughs> after her. It'd be great if he had a son. I don't know how that would happen, but yeah, how they could write that in. Right. I don't know. If, well, hey, who knows? Anything's possible. But. Uh, um, <clears throat> And then who else? I don't think, I don't know about Jenna Davis, right? Gina Davis Gina is, Davis,
1: and Alec Baldwin, probably and
0: Alec Baldwin. That's what I was talking about. We yeah. don't think he's going to, he's kind of got some other problems.
1: Yeah. There. I think Alec is going to be a little preoccupied with some certain legal issues that are impending on him right now or hanging over his head. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So this story goes on to say that, um,
0: well, it was officially confirmed February 22nd, which is interesting. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. <clears throat> February of 2022, not February 22nd, gotcha. February of 2022, okay. uh, per deadline. Uh, um, I guess Brad Pitt's uh, Plan B Entertainment Company. I didn't know he had an entertainment company. Interesting. Okay. Um, is, uh, yeah. And they, uh, they're they producing it uh, along with Warner Brothers, and they're saying two major stars at this time um, from the cast, which yeah. is Winona Ryder and uh, Michael Keaton.
1: And, of course, Tim Burton will be back
0: in the director's chair. Which is really cool because, and obviously, you know, Tim Burton, I mean, if he's bringing Jenna Ortega in, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that that's... Saying something about because he worked with her on uh, Wednesday on Wednesday. Yeah. And she's yeah. at the she's at the top of her popularity right now. She's at. The oh, peak. yeah, for
1: sure. So uh, oh, the other one is Catherine O'Hare. I don't we don't know if she's coming in. Right. Right. And then Je- well, and Jeffrey Jones probably won't be back. For those of you who don't know who Jeffrey Jones is, if you've seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you know, he was the principal. He was Principal Rooney in that movie, yeah. And uh, he was also he's been in he's also he was also in Sleepy Hollow. He played a small part in the movie Sleepy Hollow. He's had some of these memorable character roles, but he was actually busted several years ago for soliciting and downloading child mm, pornography. Yeah. So I highly yeah. doubt we're going to see Lydia's parents at least both of them back in this in this movie but i was excited by this by this premise here in this notion eric because i I love the i love beetlejuice and it's um yeah you know it's 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 it has kind of a goth feel but it's very comedic but it's also very um uh i don't want to say poignant but it's very um heartfelt on the same level too Mm. you know but yeah and it's a very popular film one of tim burton's still one of tim burton's more popular ones and plus, the one thing I like about it the most is it still shows Alec Baldwin when he was under 100 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, I mean... that <clears throat> That movie
0: is definitely like an instant classic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's uh, it's it's too bad it's taken this long. But but you know what? If if they do it right, and if this is the and this looks like this might be the right cast. Yeah. Um. This, this may it may be worth the wait. Put it that way. Yeah. Um. It'll it'll be interesting to see what the storyline is, mm-hmm. um, with this one. But yeah, I I cannot. I can't wait for this one. I, I might go see this in the theaters. Uh, you know, I'll I, go see it. I I rarely say that about a lot of movies, but you right? know, I, I might I might check this one out. And you know, and and it's funny because Beetlejuice—the popularity in the last few years has just exploded. I mean, if you go anytime <clears throat> during Halloween, yeah. you go to the Halloween spirit store. I mean, they have a whole section now. Beetlejuice. I wanted to get. They had one of those like marquee lights. Right. Oh right, you right, know right. that that they had in there. I was like, oh man, I want that so bad, but yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> hey little buddy, you want a Zag Nut? <laughs> Yeah. You want a Zagg Have a little Zagnat here. I'm the ghost yeah. with the most, babe. I'm every the name. ghost with the most, babe. And you come back because you like it every single time. Oh man, he he is yeah. definitely a classic. People He's forget of... Michael Keaton started off
1: as a comedian, folks, not as a stage. Well, if, actor. You, if
0: people want to watch, I you know I'll have to go back and watch it because I don't know if it stands the test of time. If people want to watch a, a funny movie with him, which he was, he played a lot of, of the comedic Mister Mom, a lot Please of the comedic roles. Don't say roles. Johnny dangerously. Johnny Dangerously was a great movie. Are you kidding me? I wasn't gonna say that. <laughs> okay. But I just remembered Cats have that. Cats the bag. <laughs> I just remembered that. Do with Joe yeah. Pesci. Joe Pesci's the. Oh too. my yeah. gosh. Oh my gosh. You. Uh, what did they say? You fargen ice hole. Remember that? You fargen arsehole. Yes. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> okay. We're gonna have to do that. We're gonna have to do a retro review. Retro on review on Johnny Dangerously. Johnny Dangerously. Okay. It was a. It's a classic spoof gangster movie. Yeah. Uh, for those, it's kind of set what in the. 30s, I think. Set in the right? 30s, yeah. Uh, with uh, Michael Keaton and uh, what's, uh, what's her name, Renner? Uh, uh, Julie, was it Julianne Renner? Julie, what's her name? She mm-hmm. was on Taxi, The Red Hair. She played his girlfriend in that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, huh, what was her name? I just forgot Uh-oh. her real name now. I'm Uh-oh. sorry. Uh-oh. Oh, we're doing... it. That's why I have to go back and watch the movie again. <laughs> anyway, it, that's a classic.
0: But um, no, I was going to say, there was one he did with uh, Henry Winkler called mm-hmm. Night Shift. Oh. I don't know if you remember that. It was about two guys okay. that worked in a morgue and then they do this whole uh this call girl scheme in the morgue. Sure. And it kinda goes uh, sideways on him. But but it's a comedy. Yeah, he played in a lot of comedic roles. He's definitely Oh he before Batman, I mean it right. was, you know It yeah. was
1: it was Beetlejuice and then he also was popular in the movie Mr. Mom Mr. Mom, I mean yeah, I mentioned that one mentioned yeah Mr. Mom, so that that's
0: another classic, yeah. yeah.
1: Interesting. All right. Well, and then, oh,
0: what about Gung Ho?
1: He, yeah, he was in Gung Ho, played a nice little comedic role in Gung Ho as well. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, and obviously he's found second, second Life as a great dramatic actor for being in movies like Spotlight and Birdman. And then he was yeah. also in uh, The Founder, which was a movie about Ray Kroc. And uh, I mentioned Spotlight. He was in Spotlight. And uh, he was also in another movie called, um, not Breach, but... Um, uh, something about nine eleven victims being paid hush money to not.
0: Um, mm, I don't know. I don't uh, know that one. Publicize their story about it. But it's more, it's on more serious. Those are all more serious. Of course, he was in Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the Spider Man's. What was Homecoming. it? Uh, Homecoming. Homecoming. Yeah. He played yeah. the vulture. The vulture. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be interesting to see how he plays, how he reprises this role. Yeah. He is a little older. I don't know if he's got the moves that he used to have for Beetlejuice. Right, right. But that's the one cool thing about about playing a character like this is because it's so makeup heavy. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter, really. I mean, he was he had the whole costume on anyway. So. And,
1: and Danny Elfman better be back to score the movie Ooh. on this one. Dun, 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 yeah, I'm going to have to go back and watch it. It's been a long time since I've yeah. seen Beetlejuice. It's Me definitely too. a classic. So we have two retro reviews then, Beetlejuice yeah. and then Beetle Johnny Juice, Dangerous. Johnny
0: Dangerously right. Gung Ho we're gonna watch them all Michael Keaton all the time we're all just day, gonna go nuts night, on Michael Keaton films
1: <laughs> folks <laughs> oh, speaking of going nuts <laughs> the show's over <laughs> the show is over <laughs> listen
0: audience don't go nuts on us we will be back right. I swear we
1: promise yes yes but hey uh, thanks for listening please like and review the show we do appreciate it follow us on social media we're on Facebook at pardon the intermission and on Twitter at PTI underscore podcast
0: alright guys hey Take care and have a good week. God bless. See you on the flip side. Good night. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.